This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. It's S-D-R-O-T-A-R on Twitter, and it is hockey season, of course. We're down to the final dozen games for the majority of teams. So joining us right now is our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. Follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Fresh from the basketball championship of the NCAA with the Kansas Jayhawks knocking off the North Carolina Tar Heels in the Biggest comeback in finals history. I know we're we're a hockey podcast, but I mean, you were there. What was the scene like? Uh, it was actually pretty incredible, Sean, because obviously it was a a, a roller coaster for the fans. I had, um, I, I had where I was sitting. I had both Kansas fans around me, which includes my wife, who's an alumni of Kansas, and um, uh, North Carolina fans as well. So it was really a roller coaster. Uh, with all the fans, uh, considering how things started and then how things started to change. Um, and then the Kansas fans starting to look around like, holy crap, is this really happening? Um, and, uh, and and sure enough, it did. So it was really a lot of fun to be at and to see something as historic as that was pretty cool. That's that is that sounds like a tremendous amount of fun, obviously. And uh, like you said, if with the uh, if the missus is Kansas, uh, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. So good for you, by the way, <laughs> they ended up getting the win. Uh, Kansas Jayhawks walk away with that, that uh, victory there. But it is the Stanley Cup playoffs that are coming around the corner for a lot of these teams, including the first two we're going to get to right here. On a Thursday, that would be the Pittsburgh Penguins, who will be on the road against the New York Rangers. These are two teams with 40-plus wins. They are playoff bound. Uh, What do you see between the matchup of these two top clubs? Well, this one, um, you know, what's interesting, Sean, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you're going to basically see, for example, if you went to DraftKings, you would see that this game is essentially a pick 'em. Uh, the money line on both of them is at a minus 110. But when it first opened up, it was actually uh, in favor of the Rangers. And you can tell that everybody jumped on that with Pittsburgh immediately. It's not to say that the Rangers are not good. They are obviously uh, battling right now. They are right there in the standings with Carolina. Uh, these are playoff bound teams. Um, and, and the Rangers have been playing well. I just felt like it was a little bit overinflated. Um, and so it's still a pick em. You know, I was able to get it when it sat at plus odds, um, you know, really early when the game first posted. But I think this is a Pittsburgh game to win um, on the road. I, I think the Rangers are good, but I think they're getting a lot of credit right now and maybe a little bit um, of a discredit towards the Penguins. Um, you know, Pittsburgh is a good team. They're very um, they're very veteran uh, heavy, as we know, between Crosby and Malkin. Um, Tristan Jari playing very well between the pipes. You just put all those things together, and I just thought I was a bit surprised to see um, Pittsburgh as an underdog. Now, as I said, it's a pick em. I still think there's value there at a minus 110 on the money line because I think this is one that the Pittsburgh Penguins go into Madison Square Garden and get a victory. Um, I just I, This is a little bit of a gut feel, but I just think the Penguins are, in fact, a better team um, as they get ready to face the Rangers at MSG. Yeah, the, the, you look at the standings and you think, well, you know, the, the, the Penguins have lost two in a row. Remember, they lost a, in a back, to, well, not a back-to-back nights, but home and home series with the Colorado Avalanche, the league's best team. So you, you can't really necessarily hold that against them. Uh, the Penguins are pursuing the Rangers. Rangers have 96 points in the Metropolitan District and the Penguins 92. So this is a big one here. District, division, thinking district. Man, got New York on the brain. And that's because, Nate, I disagree. I actually get where the where the Rangers are favored. I, I think they're a really good home team. This is a team that's only lost seven games at home. And uh, yeah, it, it is essentially a pick 'em in this one. But you're right. Uh, to a certain extent, 
I think you're looking at a situation that it is really, I mean, it's so close. You look at the 60-minute line for these two teams on DraftKings, they're both at plus 145. So that's where actually I'm going to go. I think the Rangers are going to win this game, and I think they'll win it in regulation. So I'm going to take the New York Rangers on that plus 145 on that 60-minute line to win this game. But you're right. I'm going to tell you the same thing that that you did, Nate. It's a gut feel for me. I think the Rangers are going to win tonight just because I, I think they're an outstanding home team. I think the Penguins are a little bit wobbly after the back-to-back losses, though they are to the best team in the league. Uh, it's just a feel, but I like the Rangers tonight, and I like them in plus money if I can get them on that 60-minute line. So that's the way they all go, and I guess we'll find out next time the, which one of us got it right because we're not getting too clever here. We're picking sides. Let's stay in the East, though, and go to Carolina where the Hurricanes take on the Sabres. The Hurricanes, obviously, one of the very best teams in the league, third best in all of hockey with 98 points, leading the Metropolitan Division over the Rangers and Penguins. They will be hosting the Buffalo Sabres, who have been eliminated from the postseason. When the teams like this meet, especially when one of the teams has nothing to play for but pride, how do you kind of look at these games and try to find something where you feel confident in breaking them down? Well, I think that's what gets interesting, Sean, is sometimes when we've seen teams that are both playoff bound or maybe are jockeying a little bit for, for position, I feel like sometimes you see them tighten up a little bit, which is why I think we've seen some scores recently in the last couple of weeks that maybe have hit the under more at, at a higher clip than we would have seen early on in the season. In this particular case, you're talking about a Buffalo team that has only beaten Carolina once in their last 12 meetings. But that one time was Tuesday uh, when they played each other. Um, So that broke an 11-game losing streak that Buffalo had against Carolina. So I'm playing the over in this one. It sits at a flat six. So obviously you're, you're up against the opportunity for a push to take place. But... With Carolina fighting off the Rangers in the standings, as we were just talking about, um, with the fact that they just lost to Buffalo on Tuesday, uh, and I don't want to call it an embarrassment because on any given night, everybody can beat everybody, right? But um, I think Carolina's got a little bit of the revenge on the mind. I think they're staring at those standings and recognizing that the Rangers are right there and wanting to hold them off uh, in the Metropolitan Division. So you just put all of that together and... I think what I sat back and said was, okay, based on what happened on Tuesday, would I be surprised if Carolina scored four, maybe even five goals? This is a very good offensive team. And so when I say that to myself, I go, okay, but I also don't think they're going to shut out the Sabres because the Sabres do have a little bit of confidence. And to your point, they're playing with nothing to lose. So they may wind up peppering the net with shots. Uh, They may be trying to see if they can get a lucky bounce, a lucky rebound, a deflection, something like that that finds the back of the net. And so I put all that together and just thought, you know, Carolina is such a heavy favorite on the money line. They're a minus 350 that even taking Carolina in regulation doesn't do a whole lot for you. Um, You could take them on the puck line if you wanted to. But instead, I thought, you know what? I'm going to focus in on the total with Buffalo with nothing to lose and Carolina with revenge on their mind. That makes a lot of sense, and I'm sort of incorporating the same thing, but as, as you know, I like to try to get into plus money when I can. I agree with everything you said there. I think Carolina is, is out for revenge. I think they're still trying to pursue Florida for the top spot in the East. So uh, I expect them to really come with a lot of offense tonight in three games. Uh, this will be the third matchup of the year. The previous two, as you mentioned, with the Sabres winning, they got to six. The previous game, now that was all the way back in December, it was eight, six to two hurricanes. That might be what we see again. So I went over to DraftKings, grabbed the old same game parlay, 
picked the Carolina Hurricanes on that minus one and a half puck line and lowered the number a little bit, went to an over five and a half. And that actually got me to a plus 155. So I'm not going to overcomplicate things. I think the Hurricanes win it. I think they win it big. I'm your, I think you're right. It's not a shutout, but if the Hurricanes put up five on their own, they most certainly could. So that's the way I'm going to combine it. I'm going to go with the knock that down a little bit to five and a half for the over under, take that over and go ahead and pick the Hurricanes to win by at least two goals on the puck line to try to get into a little bit of plus money. Now we can go out west. We'll go to Arizona where the Coyotes are thankfully winding down their horrible, no good, very bad season. They are the worst team in the east and they will be taking on the Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks still alive technically in the wild card chase out in the west, uh, not likely to get there in the division. They're 10 points behind the Kings, but when it comes to the wild card, they are 7 behind the stars it is really getting close to do or die time but the canucks in their last 10 i don't know how you get more average than this with 10 games they're three four and three yeah oh exactly and so this one sean there's a couple of things that i want to lean on with this one i'm going to take arizona on their puck line so this is going to be the coyotes plus one and a half so not necessarily that the yotes are going to find a way to win but that they're going to find a way to keep it close um and there's a couple of reasons that that i think that first of all in the last seven meetings between these two teams um, Arizona is actually five and two um, against Vancouver. So there's some confidence that exists there for the players on this roster. But the other reason is you talked about where Vancouver is right now and trying to get into the wild card. Well, one of those teams that they are trying to battle for that wild card with is Vegas. And that's who they played last night. And the Canucks got a big win. It was a big deal for Vancouver to go into T-Mobile Arena in Sin City and not only beat Vegas, but beat them soundly five to one. I'm a little bit concerned that that Vancouver got themselves up in a big way for that game. And now they've got to do a back to back against Arizona. They should be able to beat them, but it wouldn't surprise me to see the Coyotes keep this close. So I'm not quite to where I'm willing to put my money on the money line to say that Arizona pulls off the upset at a plus 165. But I will take them on the puck line at a minus 150 to be able to keep this close. So I know that's juiced up. Um, but again, on the second night of a back to back of a Vancouver team that has struggled over the course of the season that wouldn't you know if if that weren't the case they would be solidly in a playoff spot right I mean they've they've struggled a little bit so because of that as bad as the Coyotes are as as much as they sit at the bottom of the entire NHL with only 49 points um, I just believe that this is one that has me a little bit nervous for Vancouver Um, I don't get a good feel for the over under but I could see Coyotes keeping this close which is why I'll take them at the plus one and a half on the puck line I agree with you entirely. In fact, uh, I'm not quite so bold to say the Coyotes will win because I have watched them play this season and I'm never going to pick that in any particular game. But I agree. The Canucks going, you know, in the previous night, they're coming off that big win. Uh, Arizona does have the ability to play a little bit of spoiler here. So there is a, a bit of a reason to play well. And of course, these guys are professionals. Generally, they go out and play hard. So I'm going to try to find a little plus money somewhere else. But I agree with your pick entirely. So I'm looking at a different direction. 
direction. I'm looking at those goals in the first 10 minutes that we take a look at at times, and I'm going to put that on the under. I think these two teams, I think Vancouver is a better scoring team, but I bet they're a little bit tired. And you have that sort of feeling out process between these teams early on in that kind of game, especially if it's not going to be a shootout. And I don't think it necessarily will. So I'm going to go with the first 10 minutes of the game being scoreless. And if that's the case, you get a plus 135 on that. I quite like that, given the fact that these two teams, neither are dominant. The, obviously, the Canucks are in the hunt, but they're not a particularly consistent or particularly strong team. And, of course, uh, coming off that big win and recent win, I don't expect them to come out with a lot of heat in the first 10 minutes, especially against an Arizona team that it's quite possible the Canucks don't see as a massive danger to win. So I'll take that uh, Oh, under, so scoreless in the first 10 minutes for me at a plus 135. And Nate, I don't normally pick that that goal in the first 10 line. That's something that you do better than I do. But this one I kind of feel good about. Yeah, I, I, I think you're I think you're onto something with that one. I think that you could come out a little bit tight, um, as you just said. And I think it's a good opportunity to say, OK, wait a minute. This is um, this is a, a game that may start off a little bit slow, maybe some goal scoring a little bit late. But I do enjoy those goals in the first 10. And, you know, I know you and, and Jen Piacenti will talk about this. It's just like the no run first inning for those of you that like to play uh, your baseball bets now that we're exactly. here at opening day. Um, so just something to you know, I, I like it. It's something to keep in mind. Um, I think it's something that is fun in hockey. I definitely think it's fun in baseball. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's a solid pick for tonight. All right, we go to our last game out east. That is the L.A. Kings. We'll be hosting the Edmonton Oilers. Obviously, have a pretty late uh, face-off, so an opportunity to get into that one dead last in the evening. You are talking about two teams again that are in competition here. Edmonton, 87 points on the year, second in the Pacific Division. The Kings, 86 on the year. Third, both teams want this. Seeding is not the important part, but it is home ice advantage coming up. Oilers, by the way, even though they are on the road, they are winners of five straight games. Yeah, Edmonton has looked um, has looked good and frankly has looked like a team that we would have expected given the amount of offensive weapons that they have. Because the, both of these teams, Sean, to your point, have so much to try to play for, um, they're in the Pacific Division, separated by only a point, all those kinds of things that you were just talking about. This is one that, again, I'm going to focus in on the total instead. Now, Edmonton has won four out of the last five times that these two teams have played. However, as you just said, the Kings are at home. Um, and the Kings are just very light underdogs at a plus 105. Uh, Edmonton sitting at a minus 130, that as of this morning on, on DraftKings. But here's what I noticed. All three meetings between these two teams this season have had at least six goals scored. And the over-under is sitting at six and a half. So I'm going to roll the dice that we get to that seven mark that has happened a couple of times already between these two teams this season. Um, Again, they both have a lot to play for. This is one where I know earlier in the podcast I mentioned that some teams sort of tighten up. Well, I'm not convinced that the defensive um, uh, that the defensive side of the puck, that the blue line for these two teams is necessarily strong enough to just tighten up like that all of a sudden. I mean, the Kings only have a plus two goal differential on the entire season. Um, so clearly they have uh, they have scored, but they've also been given some up. I, I just think this is one that is headed to an over, um, especially given what's happened in the first three meetings between them. So I'm going to play the over on the six and a half at a minus 115. 
I'm going to go back to that same game parlay approach that I did last time because I'd like to see if we can get into that plus money, as I mentioned. Well, you're exactly right. Every single one of these games has gone to exact uh, six or more uh, in, in all three of their meetings. So I think that's going to continue along uh, with you. I'm not as bold as the six and a half, though. I'm not as brave as you are. I probably should be, but I'm not. So I'm going to use that same game parlay again over at DraftKings. Going to bump it down to a five and a half. Go over that five and a half. Go with the Oilers on the money line. Just I don't know if they're necessarily going to blow them out. These two teams have a lot to play for. But putting those two together, just the Oilers to win and over five and a half goals, gets you into plus 165. And that... I like now if you feel bold enough, I I think we're both probably confident that if you had to make a player prop or you wanted to or you were going to do a little bit of DFS, it's probably okay to pony up for Connor McDavid to get a point in this game. If not a goal, this is the opportunity for him to show up and get the job done. If he's not going to do it in this game, I don't know what game he's going to do it in. Well, exactly. I mean, he's he's uh, one of those. He's not quite an automatic bet, but he's but he's pretty darn close. Sean. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's uh, that's the one for McDavid for sure. Well, that's what we're looking at tonight on a Thursday. Pretty good slate of games heading into a weekend where teams are really starting to sort themselves out for the playoffs. We know what a lot of the teams are, but we don't know necessarily where they're going to finish in the standings. Makes a lot of these games a lot of fun to take a look at. Appreciate all the insight, Nate. Looking forward to doing this again next week. Absolutely. We'll do it next week. And also excited that we've got some baseball back here on Sticks and Stacks. Yes, indeed. Baseball will start, as a matter of fact, tomorrow. We'll take a look at opening weekend in major leagues. Uh, Yeah, it's a week late, but we'll take it just the same. Uh, For Nate Lundy, follow him on Twitter at Nate Lundy. And my name is Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter there at S-T-R-O-T-A-R. If you have subscribed to Sticks and Stacks, thank you very much. If you haven't, Please do tell your friends. Hope you enjoy it and hope that you get some wins. For Nate, I'm Sean. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.